Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Monday, November 28th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Nicoletta Papavasilakis. And I'm Christina Lulich. Let's get into What's What. The New York City Street Design Manual is on display at Fordham University's Lincoln Center campus. The manual provides information about how city space can best be utilized for pedestrians. This includes bike lanes, open streets, and sidewalks and crosswalks. The first edition of the book became available in 2009, and since then there have been two other versions. The third edition was released in 2020 and is available online for the first time. The presentation at Lincoln Center features new additions to NYC streets that have changed since the COVID-19 pandemic and initiatives that will be in the fourth edition of the manual. The exhibit will run through the beginning of February and is open to the public every day from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. A new art installation on Roosevelt Island that raises awareness about violence in Iran was unveiled this morning. Former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton spoke at the event and there was a performance by musician John Batiste. Iranian artists created multimedia projects, which collectively make up the Eyes on Iran show. The unveiling takes place just in time for the UN's 16 Days of Activism Against Gender-Based Violence initiative. Given its location at the tip of Roosevelt Island, Eyes on Iran will literally face the UN for the next couple of weeks. It's calling on people to not lose sight of the mistreatment of women in Iran. After it runs in New York, the installation will move to the Untitled Art Fair in Miami. Cyber Monday sales are soaring to record highs. They're expected to exceed $11 billion. According to Adobe Analytics, people are spending more than ever before on Cyber Monday due to inflation. Many have put off their holiday shopping, waiting for the big savings they would rack up during the annual event. Records were already broken on Black Friday when online sales brought in over $9 billion. New Yorkers might be familiar with holiday markets in Union Square or Bryant Park. But there's a new market opening today in Brooklyn. The Brooklyn Borough Hall will be hosting over 50 local businesses that sell artisanal products, antiques, and seasonal food and beverages. The holiday market will be running every day until December 26th. Today, Albania celebrates 110 years of independence from the Ottoman Empire. One of the country's most successful artists, Dua Lipa, was just granted citizenship by the Albanian president himself. President Bayram Begay says he was happy to recognize Lipa as a citizen after all the global engagement she has brought to Albania through her stardom. In 2016, Lipa and her father co-founded the Sunny Hill Foundation. The organization raises money for people in financial need in Albania. The singer is also the daughter of Albanian immigrants, and Albanian was actually her first language. Now let's turn over to the world of sports with WFEV's Annabelle Watson. So Annabelle, I heard that there will be some changes in the Jets lineup. Tell me about that. Jets head coach Robert Sala benched quarterback Zach Wilson yesterday in favor of backup quarterback Mike White. The decision was made due to Wilson's poor performance last Sunday in a 10-3 loss to the New England Patriots. White led the Jets to a commanding 31-10 win over the Chicago Bears yesterday, proving Sala correct in his decision. In other NFL news, former Giants wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. was removed from a flight at Miami International Airport yesterday. Police stated that Beckham Jr. was, quote, in and out of consciousness and refused to leave the plane when he was asked. There has been increased attention on Beckham recently after rumors of him returning to the Giants have surfaced. Police said Beckham made other travel arrangements after his removal and will not face any charges due to the incident. 
And Annabelle, the FIFA World Cup has kicked off, but there's been some recent controversy. The U.S. Soccer Federation briefly displayed Iran's flag on social media without the emblem of the Islamic Republic. The Federation said that the display supports protesters in Iran. Iranian government officials reacted to the move by accusing U.S. soccer of removing the name of God from their flag. The Iranian Football Federation says that they will place a complaint with FIFA over the incident. This all comes ahead of a Tuesday matchup between Iran and the U.S. in the World Cup. Thanks, Annabelle. Every Monday, we give you the FUV Sports Spotlight. It's where we feature stories from one-on-one, New York's longest-running call-in sports show. Today, we've got an excerpt from a conversation with Fordham Athletic Director Ed Call on the men's and women's basketball teams. Ed, you mentioned the uh, A-10 being competitive this year, definitely will be. Fordham was picked to finish 11th uh, overall in the conference preseason poll, but how do you expect them to compete within what's going to be a difficult conference this year? Yeah, I, I, I think, you know, what, what would I'd like to see from our program is, uh, is continued building and continued step in the right direction. Obviously, we were 16 and 16 last year. Uh, can we take another step? Um, in, the, in that right direction, compete and continue to advance to the top half of the A-10. Um, that would be, be incredible. Uh, year one of Coach Ergo, his first season as being a head coach. Um, I think we have uh, a good amount of talent. I think we have some young talent that obviously will need some development. Uh, I think they'll be leaning on, on, on a, a handful of uh, young, younger players and some freshmen too, which hopefully will be building blocks for the future. Um, but I, I like the strategy. I like the vision of Coach Ergo. Um, I like what we've been building here the last 18 months. How do we continue to do that? And I think just a step in the right direction would be, would be monumental. And then, as you know, it's building that fan base, building that culture environment, and then, of course, continuing the recruiting process, which is never easy, as you know, in this, in this wild uh, collegiate athletics world. You brought up the unique coaching situation. Shifting over to the women's side of things, they certainly have a similar kind of spot there with interim head coach. Candace Green, just wondering how you think she's handled the job so far and what you're seeing from the women's team. This year. I, I, I've been I've been extremely impressed with Coach Green um, in terms of how she's handled uh, this transition this summer. You know, obviously unique timing, unique situation, unique adversity to overcome. Um, I've been really impressed the last few months in terms of how that team has really continued to come together. Obviously different leadership, a little bit of different approach. Um, but I see a, a, a real chemistry amongst them. Uh, I've spent a lot of time with our, our student athletes throughout the summer, dealing with our challenging situations, and then obviously transitioning to Candace, stay in touch with our, our captains and, our, and making sure that, that things are continuing to move in the right direction. Um, so really pleased with how Candace has, has grabbed hold and even how our other staff, whether that be uh, Lauren, Liz, Anita, have really kind of stepped up to the occasion. As you know, obviously, when, once the season gets going, we're there. I know we're preseason four, um, which maybe some might think even a little higher if it wasn't obviously a little bit of our, a coaching transition. But um, I think our talent level is there. I think another team similar to our football squad, Ryan and Sam, just a real, whether it be four-year senior or five-year senior experience team. Um, I even saw uh, some of the preseason um, player of the year, national player of the year finalist, and they of course had Breen from from UMass. And I, I you, maybe you saw my tweet. I thought Anna DeWolf was kind of forgotten yeah. <laughs> in that conversation. I think we know she's a former 
uh, player of the year in the A-10, kind of forgotten about. So hopefully Ryan and Sam were a little bit under the radar on the women's side because I think the talent level is there. I love our new freshmen. So I, I think they've done a great job of, of positioning of, of positioning uh, Fordham for a little bit of a sleeper season and a little bit of a, of a, a poised success. That was WFUV's Ryan Gregware and Sam Davis talking to Fordham Athletic Director Ed Cull about the 2022-2023 basketball season at the university. And that's our show for today. I'm Christina Lulich. And I'm Nicoletta Papavasilakis. Check back with us tomorrow at 3 o'clock for more news, music, culture, and sports. And tell your friends so they can find WFUV's What's What at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your podcasts.